Welcome to the Next Level Life Podcast. This is your host, Tony Kane. As you know, it's my job to go out there and find the smartest and brightest minds on the planet, get inside of their heads, find out why they're doing so well, get as much gold out of their heads and help you to take your life to the next level. So today I'm really lucky. I have got celebrity chef Dan Churchill joining me. Dan has uh, been the author of multiple best-selling books. He lives and runs a restaurant in New York and he's had over 1 million views on YouTube. So strap in, enjoy this. You're really going to uh, learn a lot in this episode. So, Dan, thank you so much for joining me, buddy. Hey, absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, brother. Mate, it's, uh, it's exciting to have you on. So, mate, you've got to take me all the way back, right? How does a surfer kid from Australia end up where you <laughs> are now, you know, in New York, running a restaurant on, on TV, primetime TV with, you know, millions of uh, fans on social media? Mate, it's, um, yeah, it's a unique situation. Like, like I, think, I think what's really cool, bro, is that, like you can relate, you're still going to be that person from the, the beaches, no matter what. Um, but I kind of, I kind of, this is what happened, man. Like I, I was doing my strength and conditioning master's degree. I love being involved in human performance. And to this day, I still use a degree even more so now than ever. And um, I was working with a couple of uh, the codes of NRL and, and rugby union and AFL and helping support these athletes. Um, but then I found and realized that people people don't realize that the simplicity of cooking was still uh, quite intimidating for even athletes. I know that sounds so um, obvious, but it was. And a nutritionist that I would sit down with who was speaking to these athletes and telling them what to eat, that, like, the athletes wouldn't understand them. So then I, I'd been cooking since I was a 12-year-old dude and I, I understood the basics of cooking, but I really understood what the nutritionist was talking about because that's what obviously I studied. So I started to put together these like recipes that – individuals could easily learn from. Um, and after a while, it went from being these athletes to then my mates wanting to have some of these recipes as well. Um, and yeah, I've created a self-published cookbook and that's what happened, dude food. Um, on the back of that, I did another one called The Healthy Cook and off the back of that, I continue to get some media, I guess, exposure in Australia. And then that led me to getting some exposure in America and I flew over and signed a deal. And um, I, I guess the, the short of it is like, once you sign a deal, you then have to knuckle down again uh, in New yeah. York, particularly like I, I got the deal and then flew back home to Australia to then fly back over and do a book tour on the back of the book tour. People noticed I was not bad on, on in like hosting television. And yeah. so I got a TV deal and between those two contracts, which are pretty solid contracts that allowed me to get the visa that I wanted. So when people move to the U S the biggest issue they always face is getting the right visa. And the E3 is the most common one. Um, you know, I'm not a specialist, but I can definitely through the experiences tell people the difference of visas. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it, it, and through that, man, like I essentially went from self publishing a cookbook to being this, you know, I guess naive kid, um, to then, uh, yeah, being on some of the biggest morning shows in the world doing cooking demonstrations. I love it. I love it. Like I would have listeners out there now, Dan, like who are thinking, especially during times like this, where they're like, this is a bit of a reset button for them. And they might have something like a passion burning inside of them and they're going, well, shit, yeah. how, do I, how do I get there? Like, do I, do I just go back into that job or do I actually have a crack at something I want to do? And like, mate, like if you're, if, if you're speaking to them directly out there, what, what would you say to that? Well, uh, firstly, I mean, the, the, the obvious is no one's going to do something for you unless you do it. I know that sounds yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, duh. But realistically, you keep talking about doing something and until you do it, doesn't matter if someone says it's going to help you, until you actually do it, it doesn't get done. And it's funny, I look at like when I first did this, you know, nine years ago, publishing my first book, right? 
I put off actually publishing that book for a very long time. I've been speaking about it for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And then, then I got it done in six weeks and then that took me, took off. And I'm like, I was 21, 21, 22. And so to think of like that at that time, I'm like, I wish I did when I was 18. I don't because I just wouldn't have been able to get to university and do everything I wanted to. I probably would have set on a different path, which is totally fine. Yeah. But my, my, I always say to people, it's just, at the end of the day, you have to look after yourself and only you can trust you to do what you want to do. And if I look back on everything that I've done, the moments, it's very consistent. The moments that I uh, stalled were things where at the end of the day, things weren't done because I have to own the responsibility because I didn't do it. And I don't mean like, yeah. and what I mean by that is I don't saying like, I have to go pick up the, the, you know, the, the, I guess the camera to take the, you know, the, the shots of the food. It's like, I didn't organize the photo shoot. I didn't yeah, organize yeah, the yeah. photo shoot. I didn't organize the graphic designer. And it's just like, until that gets in place and you're the one that's responsible on, it doesn't get done. But Dan, you know what I, I love about what you just said there? Like it wasn't overnight. It was nine years. And I, what I would love for people out there to realize is that you mm. don't have to like throw it all away and jump into something. It's okay. If you like, I mean, I, I've got this theory and you're, you're, you're a healthy bugger. So you would probably agree with this. I reckon we're all going to live for a lot longer than we think. So people, <laughs> like people out there, it's like, just get started. Even if you've got that full-time job and the kids and stuff like that, and there's not much money at, at the moment, there's always something you can do to get towards that. Like you look at that self-published book of yours when you're 21, like I'm sure that that was more just costing your time, right? That wouldn't have cost a fortune to put that book out there. Well, yes and no, man. Like absolutely time is, time is always the thing. But like at the time I was, you know, I, I was single. I had all the time in the world. I'm a young dude. So I didn't really have any yeah. responsibilities other than myself. Right. Um, and it did cost a bit of money up front, um, which is probably the biggest thing when it comes to publishing. It costs money up front and someone's going to pay for that. And when you're self-publishing, you don't have a publishing warehouse to do that for you. You actually make not bad money from doing self-publishing if you sell the books, which is the next thing, right? You have yeah, to then yeah. go out and actually sell the books. And I definitely leaned on the fact that I was from a tight-knit community in Northern Beaches. And I was like, around Christmas time, everyone wants to know what to buy their son, their grandson, their b- boyfriend. You know, so I was like, I'd go up to these bookstores or even these general stores and be like, hey guys, my name's Dan. Um, I'm from Monaval, Bogola. And um, this is just a great book that you can tell, you know, wives or whoever comes in that this is a great way to learn how to cook. It's particularly for guys. I know that a lot of people struggle to buy gifts for these, these, um, these young gentlemen. Um, but it's great cause it's self-development. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it's, you know, tasty. And so they would then sell them onto people. And because of, I guess, being that kid <laughs> um, and, and me telling people what to say inadvertently, I was doing what all marketing agencies tell you to do, but I didn't know I was doing it. I was just like, yeah, That's yeah. What, right. Um, but then like, and I, I'd been, uh, through my own personal business of, uh, being a trainer and, and being a conditioning coach, I'd had a bit of capital. And so I just was like, I didn't even flinch. It was like, I'm, I'm paying for that. And I was like, yeah. I'll get it back. But like, you, yeah. you don't think about it. It's like, okay, yeah. so when I do make my money back, <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't yeah. think like that, but you don't feel that. And, and, and ultimately like going back to what you were saying is you your responsibility is only you in that situation and now times may be different but even now man like i'm, I'm ready to do my next self-published cookbook and i keep talking about it I keep talking about it and two weeks ago i started simple as that yeah. 
But there you go. Like I just know that there's so many unpublished books and so many unpublished gold in people's heads out there. It's like there for whatever reason. There's um, you know, there's and and I'm working on my thing, so I'm bloody I'm guilty of this too. But like it's just like that. People, I just love them to look at you and as inspiration and go, yeah, well, you know what? Like 21, he just and it wasn't like. To get to where you are now, it's been nine years, but I'm sure the next decade things are just going to even go to the next level for you, Dan. But Thanks, and it all mate. started with you just having a crack. Like, yeah, um, actually, that's that's what it is. So, but I've got to ask you, right? So, I've been sinking my teeth into all your content, right? I love it. And if you if you <laughs> haven't already, you got, guys, you got to jump onto Dan's Instagram um, <laughs> profile. It's just Dan underscore Churchill. It's just it's good. I just love the lifestyle about it. And Dan, what I could tell with you, like you got that infectious energy. But like, mate, tell me about like food and diet and exercise like how important do you think that is like for quality of life oh i'm so glad you said quality of life man um it's really important to think about everything with that involved so you know there's with a lot of social media now and a lot of opportunities to get resources it's a obviously a benefit and it can be a curse there's a lot of uh, white noise out there but there's a lot of just easy access to simple recipes and for me like I'm always about my philosophy on food is minimize all refined sugars, eat whole foods, um, and then work towards eating a, a vibrant, colorful, yeah, whole food palate. Right now, yep. ultimately the best, the best source of food intake is the one that works for you. A lot of people now bring up all these things about intermittent fasting, um, you know, keto, all this kind of stuff, which is exciting. Ultimately, it doesn't matter unless it works for your body. It also doesn't work for your lifestyle. So I, I have a girlfriend, but she does not mind when I eat. When I eat, do I have to feed her? I mean, yes, of course, but not feed. I cook her dinner. Uh, I don't have kids is essentially what I'm saying. They're not waking up at yep. 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So yep. when it comes to well-being and everything, I'm always about the best uh, food intake that works for you along with your lifestyle, right? In saying that, if we look at the breakdown of sciences, it is really simple. Colorful ingredients invoke endorphin rushes. As you look at the most vibrant, colorful pictures, not necessarily including food on social media, if you scroll through the Explorer page, the thing that you tap on most likely is something that's got a vibrant image about it. That's just usually because our body lights up to color vibrancy and we're related to it. The next thing is to talk about is the effect of eating right and well for your recovery. So I'm not just talking about the recovery of nutrients. I'm also talking about recovery for your sleep. Um, Obviously, the support of hormones are necessary for your body and all different things. They, we have neurotransmitters for a reason in our brain to set off all forms of messages. What's important to note, though, is you're having, if you're having a, you know, a really uh, consistent increase in sugars, you're going to have an insulin response in your body that eventually become insensitive to um, the ability to remove sugar and then set off a, catalyst, like a, a huge catalyst of reactions to everything that goes in your body in a simple version. And this is what people don't have to worry about the science stuff. It's why you have people like myself to help break that down. Ultimately, if you've got colorful food on your plate and you know that you, through your experiences that you're actually listening to your gut and there's no problems breaking down the food that you know you're consistent with, then you are doing wonders because those vibrant nutrients that you see on in the colorful ingredients are also related to flavor. Uh, and ultimately flavor is number one thing that has to support your lifestyle. Uh, and, and that's, what's huge, mate. Like I, I, I'm so passionate about people realizing that the number one rule is it has to be delicious. I'm so passionate about the realizing that food isn't about 6% body fat, steamed chicken and broccoli. Um, yeah. you know, like all these different things that we have to truly, 
understand why we ate in the first place. It's like, yes, it is. We, we do eat to look after ourselves nourishingly, but it also is a time for us to enjoy with each other, with our friends, or even just by ourselves and have that moment alone. Like I just posted a photo uh, on my rooftop in New York city and I'm forced to be alone. My girlfriend, unfortunately being stuck in Australia right now, but was that when you were in- walking on your hands? I saw that one. That was pretty- <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what Corona. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. what Corona has allowed me to learn about myself. I'll tell you that. Sorry, buddy. Um, yeah. No, you're right, mate. And th- th- that's it, man. Like you, you just have these moments of bliss where food helps you stop time in a way for yourself. It makes you reflect on a day. It makes you reflect on life. And um, so, going back to what you're saying about well-being, food is everything. And I'm talking nutrients is just a part of that. Do you know what, Dan, six weeks ago, I, uh, I hit me highest weight point. So I hit me, I went to 96 kilos and I reckon my playing weight's about 90. And I just thought, yep. you know, you have, you have those moments, you go, oh, enough's enough, cut the shit, yeah, all right, yeah. let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, we all, we all have them and I'm like, all right. And I went, um, I, I'm sort of one of those guys, I need, I need a bit of accountability. So I, I used to play um, rugby league. So I, went, I called my old dietitian up and I said, Joe, I'm coming in, <laughs> fat scam me, do the, I want the whole works. I need to get this, uh, get rid of this. So she goes, yeah, right. But mate, the last six weeks, right. I've, um, it's nothing, nothing, um, like complex. It's just like exactly what you said, that nourishment, those nourishing foods and getting rid of all the refined sugars and minimizing the, uh, the beers. And mate, I've dropped six kilos, which is great, um, in terms of a number, but just the energy, Dan, like, I feel like, like I used to get to the end of the day and like, oh God, like it's four, four o'clock. I've got to play with the kids, but I'm, I'm rooted. But now I'm just like, I'm just bouncing and it's just the best feeling. And I, um, for me, I reckon that's the best benefit of a diet as a you know, six packs or blah, blah, blah. They're all awesome. But if you could just got energy, cause I reckon that feeds into your career, your relationships, your wealth, you've just got like that energy to make more money and do more stuff. Is that sort yeah. of what you found through food, man? Mate, absolutely. This is what I talk about with, like, I'd say 90% of the people who come my way who are not athlete related are all looking to look better, which is great. I love that. It's no problem. But ultimately, like, as you touched upon earlier in the podcast, mate, we, we are living now for longer. If you look at what David Sinclair says, he believes that we should be looking to live to the age of 200 and aging is somewhat of a disease that we should be able to prevent through other means. But in, and as a result of that, we should be looking at now we're, we're working longer. We're working uh, in later years. And so we should be looking to sustain a more sufficient um, way of living. And when we look at our daily lives, food isn't just the muscles and, uh, you know, I guess the, the, the things you see on your organ of the skin. You also have this thing called the brain, which is control, uh, which called, controlled by the mind. And you have all these hormones and you have these cells and all these things that help you have your daily life function properly, how you think, how you go through thought processes, how you're able to, um, you know, come to summated uh, articles and how you obviously then able to avoid maybe a, a rock falling from a tree that you would like the ability to sidestep, the ability to lift your kids, the ability to smile. All these things are so important in our everyday life. And whilst we, if we look at food as this, notion of getting us down to a skinny individual and that's totally fine you have to look at it from a long-term effect and that's why i have um i have a tremendous respect for bodybuilders but also these people who do things like uh you know if it fits your macros and 
macros and calories and all these things are all well and good, but they don't take into account your the, the, like the cellular um, activity that goes on. And I, like, have you? I'm not sure if you dive into the weeds of what happens at like an oxidative level, mate. But if you if essentially you have all these things like oxidative stress, inflammation, chronic inflammation. It's okay for our bodies to take upon acute information because that's the role yep. of the inflammatory system is to you know, respond to that. But when we get into chronic inflammation where we have all this information consistently around us, that's where a lot of problems take place. You're looking at, um, like, let's look at Alzheimer's, right, which is a degenerative disease. Too often we find people uh, are responding you know, they can't think right. They can't store memory properly. Um, they haven't got the same focus. And not saying that Alzheimer's has come to a supporting, um, they have like a, a cure for it, but there's definitely ways of preventing the onset. Chronic information, yep. unfortunately, is one of the onsets of this where you've got these two markers, which are uh, proteins in your, in, in your brain called beta amyloid plaque and, um, and to a tangle. Now, when chronic information is present, their job is to fold so if you've got like origami and you, you know, when you're like doing origami or you folding your paper planes, their job is to fold them evenly. So it's corner to corner. When you have chronic information, they misfold and they kind of don't look right and they won't fly properly. Um, essentially what happens is they become sticky and they block all the blood flow around your brain. Hence why you have buildup of Alzheimer's. So that's just one thing. And chronic information can be prevented by a good diet. So ultimately prevent chronic information by good diet. That's it. That's simple as it. Dan, the problem with having, I love it. yeah, sorry. No, no, I love it. Keep going, man. keep going. Cause I was going to, I was only, you reminded me of something. I've read a book recently called um, the end of mental illness by Dr. Yep. Oman. And he talks yep. about the whole thing is like, he doesn't believe in so much mental illness. He believes in unhealthy brains. Right. Yep. So, yep. you know, um, if you're mentally ill, it's because your brain's unhealthy and he does all these um, brain scans and you can, you can look at a brain and go, okay, well the reason based off that scan, you've got, this problem and that's diet related or it's stress related or, or what have you. But he talks about, he gives this scenario, right? Where and, uh, there was these two soldiers in, a, in the, in Iraq war and um, they were in, they were inside a tanker and one of the guys was really healthy, looked after himself. The other guy was the opposite and they got, there was this um, bomb that went off outside the tank. So no physical dramas, right? But it shook the tank up, right? Now the guy who was healthy recovered straight away because his diet, he had, so many healthy cells in his brain that mm. just helped him recover. The other guy who had a, had, I suppose an unhealthy brain, he ended up with post-traumatic stress disorder and he's basically just his whole life's changed. And I look at that and go, wow, that's this, this whole brain health is so significant. That's probably been neglected. Everyone's looking after their six pack, but no one's actually looking after their brain as much as they should. Yeah, man. It's crazy. And a lot of that comes down to the majority of that, to be honest, is sleep. So, um, I'm about to go on the weeds a bit, man. Is, is this okay? We, we, we go for it. No, no, no. Okay. It's open mic, buddy. The stage is yours. Okay, man. So this is what's interesting about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, particularly in war vets, right? So if you're not eating right, it obviously affects your sleep. And there's a number of different things that affect your sleep. But those who have post-traumatic stress disorder, and this is through studies that have been done um, by uh, Matthew Walker and a number of different uh, remarkable uh, scientists. So... They have seen that post-traumatic stress disorder is um, a problem after the first few days after the, the trauma has taken place due to the fact that REM sleep is inhibited. Now, REM, you have different forms of sleep. You have slow-wave sleep, which is how you send and store uh, memories from the day. 
Um, and then you've got REM sleep, which is like your creative, uh, I guess your creative thought process of sleep. So it's where you actually, it's called REM because it stands for rapid eye movement. It's where you may see someone sleeping and the eyelids moving back to front um, or side to side rather. And during this process, REM sleep, uh, you have like, you're meant to essentially be, you, you have this thing called your amygdala in your brain, which helps translate emotions, right? Then you've got the section of the brain which stores memory. Now, it's okay to store memory without emotions because it's like, if you think of a trauma, mate, think of a trauma you had when you were younger and you look back on it, and I'm sure most of you guess, but like, think of uh, getting lost in the grocery store or, you know, breaking your arm. It's like, it's a trauma. Now, it doesn't make you super sad, because looking back on it, you're not, you're, your, your amygdala is not um, emotional about it. Like, so you're no longer emotional about it, but you look at it and you can remember it, right? You can remember that moment, but you're not emotional about the moment. The problem with post-traumatic stress disorder is people aren't able to remove uh, or inactivate the amygdala, the emotive part of the brain. So whilst you're remembering it, you're also emotive about it. Oh, and so you're going through this emotion. Yeah. Exactly. So you're thinking about it and you're like super hectically traumatized by it. Yep. So what they found is those who are healthy individuals getting good sleep uh, and were not impeded in their sleep throughout the day were able to suppress that amygdala or the neurotransmitter that activated that amygdala. So that means that they, um, over the first few days, they would still remember it slightly. The emotions wouldn't be there. And so over the onset of the post, uh, over, over a period of time, it, it was no problem to them. They may remember the moment, but they were never emotional about it But because they got rid of it. Whereas those who never got quite over the moment emotionally, they carry on with the post-traumatic stress disorder. And that relates to obviously sleep, food, recovery, um, inflammation, again, well-being. Dan, that's gold, mate. That's why you get paid the big bucks, buddy. That's why we. That's that's why we need you on there. I love it because it all. It's all you can't. And I talk about this balancing, right? You can't just have one thing. You can't just have the six pack. You also need to have the the sleep, and then you need to have the balance and the exercise. And I just love that whole of life concept. Um, so mate, I wanted to ask you two things, two two topics, which I suppose my listeners out there would be really keen to get your take on. Two, attack them in any way that you like, buddy. The, are they they being thoughts on meat? Right and thoughts on yep. alcohol. Great man, uh, every Australian is uh, is, is <laughs> jumping at the bit to know the answer to this question. Yeah, yeah. Um, mate, both serve their purpose, in my opinion. I believe that um, if you are vegan, fantastic. If it works for you, it works for you. I I still believe that beef is able to be had responsibly right um i grew up having steak like it's you know and it's a it's a moment that uh, i used to have my father it was pretty cool like you know having barbecue with the old man and, and everyone else around but yeah. aside yeah. from that nostalgic moment um you know there's enough studies to, to showcase there's things like k2 where in grass-fed beef you have this ability to get k2 from um from, from cows and, 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 and why it's important is that K2 helps with uh, calcium um, among other different systems that you do for your micronutrients. So there's only other way, uh, one way, uh, one other way known to getting the, the vitamin K2 and that's through um, a bean or fermented bean called K, uh, NATO, but it's not that very well known and accessible, nor is it as efficient. So nutrients aside, um, I, I, obviously, there's the, the contentious argument to uh, sustainability and this, pla this planet. 
I also think there's a, an argument potentially to say, well, that, you know, we need them to be circulating uh, regeneratively. So if they're yep. not, if they're not, uh, if not passing away, there's something going on um, in the life cycle as a problem. Uh, plus Australians as a whole have the best farmers without a doubt, man, the soil is amazing. Yep. You know, the farmers yep. are, are amazing. So there's a responsibility we as Australians not necessarily have to eat meat or anything, but just to know that we have the best, the best. So if you're going to have beef and this is the same, I don't really have beef in America. I really, I really don't. Um, but when I go home, I'll have beef from a known farmer that I respect and, and, and yep. admire. So answer that question. Boom. Alcohol. Oh, look, I'd be, I'd be very <laughs> weird if I did not say that had also as it serves purpose. What you have to know, and, and this is where wellbeing comes into it. Socializing huge you know the amount of serotonin and endorphins and happy moments we have through consuming of alcohol is obvious right the there is obviously that tremendous benefit to that side um which really needs to help charge the brain a lot of awesome uh, moments going back to what the amygdala does it's a really positive moment for the amygdala however we obviously we, like i don't need to go into the details of the detriments to consuming alcohol yep. other than the fact that Whenever we have alcohol in our system, what else we ever wanted to initially achieve throughout the day cannot be achieved until alcohol is, is removed. So what I mean by that. All right. So Saturday night, you go, oh, actually, let's do that one. We go Friday night, we go out for a big night. All right. We go a big night out. Uh, we only get back 1.30. So we have a, when I say big night, we start at like 3, have a big one. Yep. Get back yep. on 1.30 because I'm getting up to do the 4.40 down in, uh, in, in um, Bronte with the boys. So yeah. I get up, I do the 4.40 after still being severely hungover, but I smash it. I do that for 30 odd minutes and I feel like I have conquered everything that I did last night. The problem is I also consume inundated amounts of really shit pizza, um, yeah. you know, all this terrible food and none of that gets touched. So how it works is when you have alcohol in your system, and we're going to be talking from a, a body comp right now because is what's going to motivate people. When you have alcohol in your system, no matter what else you have, your body has to get rid of that. So if you sweat, you go work, morning workout to get rid of everything, awesome. But if you also have all that food you had, that's still stuck there and now you're storing it. So that's where the problem of alcohol comes in. Not to mention the effect it has on all the brain functions and everything that you're meant to have. But, you know, at the end of the day, go like you should still have alcohol like it's a, like i'm not saying don't i have a glass of wine every now and then like i'm not yeah, i'm yeah. crazy i'm stupid because like when i say stupid i'm not stupid i'm crazy because i'm on the other end of the spectrum as an australian i rarely drink but when i do it's it, i still have a good time it's just important to know how much you're having and how to control it so dan just on back on that just so i can clarify what you're saying is if you've got on the drink it, um, yep. the body needs to get rid of the alcohol first. So yep. that shitty pizza and chips and whatever, that stays there in terms yep. of the fat because of the, the priority was for the body to get rid of the alcohol. Yeah, like the, 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 the term to say it turns into fat, it doesn't turn necessarily into fat, but it gets stored and uh, yep. it also blocks other things. So, so you can say that in a matter of perspective. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, let me, um, and mate, that's brilliant. Like, I love that. It's so simple. And I love, it all comes back to balance, like in moderation yeah. from, from what I yeah. gather, buddy. Yeah. And uh, so let me shift gears, mate. So what's it like living in New York, you know, being an Aussie, being on, you know, national TV shows, running a restaurant? Talk us through it. <laughs> Uh, mate, it's a bit different to uh, getting up and taking my paddleboard down to Narrabeen Lake and going out and going for a surf. I can tell you that much. Um, 
I uh, let's think, mate. It's fast paced, man. Like, if you've ever been to New York City, it is fast paced, except for right now. But yeah, it is super fast paced. You you challenge yourself in so many ways. You learn so much about yourself in so many ways. You're also put in the weirdest situations you never thought of manageable. Meeting some pretty unique people, but also like there's industries of industries you've never heard of until you've been here. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> But the best thing about it, man, honestly, is that there's so much opportunity here to do what you want to do. And when I first came here, I, I came here on a, initially a book and a TV contract. And as I've continued to build out my vision and have uh, a team now with my restaurant and uh, with my personal uh, production company and all these things, it's just like you look back and, and the people that said yes to you, you wonder if they would be the same people in the same positions in Australia. Not to say that, not to say that people in Australia would say no to you, just the ability to say yes. There's so much opportunity here. It's also really cool stuff. Like I'm so close to the UN. Like I have the ability to impact people on sustainability, like, you know, no tomorrow. And, and it's, it's, yeah, you, you just, uh, you're also six hours from Europe. So if I want to go for a weekend in Europe, it actually makes sense as opposed to having to jump on a 24 hour flight, you know, it's, um, in saying all this, man, Australia is always going to be home. I, when I get off that flight, you know, 6.30, 7 o'clock on a, you know, in the morning, I, I, I'm excited to go for a wave, yeah, go, yeah, go down yeah. to my coffee shop in Narrabeen and, and, and grab a coffee, man. It's, it's exciting. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love the idea that you're just doing life differently and you're making a big difference. And I think there's a lot of people out there who have been doing the same thing for so long and they're like, oh, shit, I just would love to just try something different. And I think um, you touched on it before, yeah, like the researchers saying that, you know, that 100 or even 200 in some researchers' cases is going to be the new norm. So yeah. I, um, looking, at you, looking at your story, Dan, and I, I love the listeners out there to think, you know what, there's, there's, a, there's a shitload of time left on the clock. I don't need yeah. to like work my guts out today because I've got to retire at 60. You know, that, those days are long gone. You know, it's like you can be 40 and 50 and change careers and completely go down a new path. And, and you're, a, you're a great example of that, buddy. But, um, mate, the, the next question I had was like, I wanted to touch on like your, your profile and there's people out there that be listening to this who want to build up a, a business, you know, because you're essentially, you're, you, you are your business. Like what? What's, how, what's been the impact for you of going global? I mean, like you said before, could you have done what you've done in Australia alone? Maybe, but maybe not to the scale. So like if people are out there, Dan, in any industry, you know, what, you know, it's a big world out there, right? What advice would you have for them to try and get their name out there in whatever they do? Yeah. Good question, man. Um, well, the, the first thing I have to say is when, when I actually got to America, I actually had to effect, effectively start again. Right. So like not many people knew me over here. Right. Cause all my audience was Australia. I didn't have any shows here yet. So it wasn't until I started doing TV over here that I started to build a name. Um, and doing so I had to, I, I realized soon that I couldn't do things the same way here that I did in Australia. They, they don't know what AFL is really. They don't know what the sea eagles are. They, you know, they 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 know uh, Tom Brady and like the yeah, Carolina yeah. Panthers, which I'm all yeah. about. By the way, I'm massive massive New England Patriots fan, so I was able to talk pretty quickly. But my point is, when you're building yourself to any scale, the most important thing is number one, know who you are, no matter what. And you learn more about what you say no to than what you say yes to. 
And why that's important? Well, you may have opportunities that come your way that are quite financially remunerating, but ultimately, are they going to be something that's going to help you for the next 10 to 15 years or is it going to be helping you for the next year? And when I say helping, are they going to be within your core values that what you stand for? So here's a great example. I, like There was a source company that wanted me to be their ambassador, but it had high fructose corn syrup in it. It was just, it was a good deal for financial reasons. It was not a good deal for my brand. And at the time I, I could have done the money, but I didn't take it because and it was, it was actually a very, it wasn't like I mulled over it. When the email came through and it was going back and forward with, um, would you please do it? I said, I just was like, no, no, no. And the reason why, and I'm, I didn't know at the time, but I just kind of trusted my gut. And because things like Under Armour and these opportunities with Athletic Greens and all these companies now that I work with, they knew that I worked with a company like that. That's not genuity. They knew that I'm not actually yeah. in it for well-being. And yeah. Over time, you know, my name is the rest of my life. No matter what, from the day I start to the day I die, I'm going to be Dan Churchill. (laughs) (laughs) When you're building a personal brand, when you're building a personal brand, that's what people have to realize for yourself. So I'm going to do everything I want to do for the rest of my life. Now, as I built up my, uh, the second point to knowing, you know, knowing who I am, what my vision is, is I had to be consistent with that. I had to put my content out that was consistent with my values to the point that people would have me top of mind when it came to healthy recipes. I wanted to be the person when they thought healthy recipes, oh, I'm going to check out Dan's website. Yeah. Oh, gluten-free pancakes, Dan. That's the way I wanted it to be. And so I built lots of content. I made sure that all the content was consistent. I included gluten-free recipes. I listened to my audience. I responded to my audience. I, you know... I just was consistent to the point that I became top of mind in a particular field. And that led me to getting opportunities where, which supported my opportunities. So like, you know, I I have a company that wants to push me as their health spokesperson because I've always been doing it and so on and so forth. And so, um, you know, the the point is be consistent. Uh, And then the third thing is, you know, you just got to put the time in and it's, it's a long, long, arduous process. I, I probably had a podcast like this five years ago with someone, my man, and I probably said the same thing and I'm still saying it now, five years later. And I yeah. guarantee I'll be doing a podcast in five years and be doing the same thing because no matter where you are in your life, you're always growing. So right now I'm going through a massive education phase, really big one, talking about human physiology. I've got some like really big plans of what I want to do, but as I continue growing this thought process world of well-being and being a chef and being in the health and wellness space, I, I know that I need to be educated to the point where if someone asks me a question, they can trust me. And I also can trust myself yep. to know that yep. answer. And so, yep. yeah, you just got to continue to put the time and energy in for yourself. And um, yeah. And then obviously most importantly, after all that is know what you don't know, because once you know that you're going to be interested to know what you don't know, but also your audience will trust you for knowing what you don't know. Brother, I love it, buddy. I love that you start with your values, you think long-term. Because a lot of people, it's, it's so easy to take the points, take the easy points, you know, like, yeah. but that's, that's that core values. Because I think what happens is that people that get themselves into these situations, and I've been there before where I've had finance businesses where, you know, money was flowing through, but you're just like, oh, shit, just, you know, something's, something's not right there. And you go, I've got to get out of here. And, you know, people think you're mad because they're, they're 
the numbers are, are, are crazy and you go, no, but just there's, it's just not in me. But so buddy, I love that. And mate, I know you're busy, but I wanted to ask you one last question. Like, so you started out on this journey 10 years ago, Dan, um, mm. what would have to happen in the next 10 years for you to make, you know, to make you feel like this next is that you've absolutely nailed this next decade, buddy. Yeah. It's a mate, great question. Um, if I look at the next decade, it's, you know, I, I believe tech is going to be very interesting to me. And I mean that with respect to the restaurant, um, with other things that I'm involved in. But I think the next 10 years is going to take a leap for me. I really want to um, position myself where if now globally what I was telling you about is essentially yep. what it is. And, and more so, so less so from the recipe perspective, more so from all that human physiology perspective. So if you think I need to learn more about intermittent fasting and apply it to food, I want to know what Dan thinks. If you want to learn, yep. Yep. you know, like a successful restaurant build out that has a supply chain where they have their own farm and they understand exactly where the food comes from. It's an Australian driven company. that's now global. They thought of us. And so, yeah, ultimately, man, like I, I, I see what people like Elon Musk do, right? He's built two companies, right? And it's pretty exceptional. Now, essentially, if I'm going to be doing what I'm doing today, I really want to build a company that's not Dan Churchill, the restaurant, and then I want to continue to build um, what I'm doing. Mate, can I say, one of the hardest things to do as an Australian is talk about yourself in third person. And uh, I've done it like three or four times here. Now, I'm usually not, I'm not when I'm on an American no, no. podcast, it's, it's so much easier. But when I'm on an Australian podcast, I know <laughs> people are going to be like, who is this bloke? No, baby. Myself in third person. <laughs> I, I think you'll be right. I think you're right. I think, I think people know, mate, you're, you're pretty humble. You can't, you can't hide <laughs> success, buddy. Um, but, mate, I love it. So, you're, um, mate, I won't hold you up, mate, but I just wanted to say thanks again for, for joining us today. Mate, there's stacks of gold. Like, I've got the notepad here. And, um, mate, last thing is, where's the best place for people to find you, buddy? Mate, yeah, um, Dan underscore Churchill is Instagram and danchurchill.com if you want to reach out for anything a bit more specific. Um, may have, yeah, like the I'm, I'm here all, if you need. The podcast is there as well, the Epic Table. So wherever you listen to this podcast is the same place you can listen to mine. Um, and, yeah, you can learn a bit more about human performance, about people that I learn from as well. So, um, mate, yeah, it's all there. Awesome, guys. And you've got to go into his website and download the, uh, the e-book, the 21 mouth-watering recipes. Jump onto that. It's pretty cool, especially in our isolation time. You've got probably got more time than ever to have a crack at a few of these things. So, so buddy, um, mate, all the best, mate. We'll, we'll keep looking at your journey. And, mate, um, I'll annoy you again to come on down the track. And, mate, um, I hope you, you know, um, I hope the pats go right next year. I, I personally <laughs> think they might be... Ta- they might be tanking for Trevor, but that's, that's another story, buddy. <laughs> oh, mate, he's getting, he's, I'm, I'm catching up to him with my hair. Hey, my hair's getting to Trevor. Like, yeah. Sure. yeah, I know. You're getting it. I like it. Um, I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. Another awesome podcast. That, you know, Dan, just a, he's just an energy ball. And just uh, I love the story of someone. He's just had a crack. He's put himself out there. And now he's doing great things. And he's only just getting started. So I hope you enjoyed that one today. I hope that gave you some motivation that you know, there is, there's plenty of different ways to do life. And, um, you know, if you just follow your passion, you just gotta, you never know where things might end up for you. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already, please um, hit subscribe. That way, I do, every time I do a new podcast, it'll come straight to your phone. And uh, if there's something in your life you think would um, benefit from having listened to this podcast, please do me a favor and share it with them. And uh, most importantly, stay safe, take care, and I look forward to catching up with you on the next podcast. See you later.